In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today, as we read in the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 12, it tells us of the incident of the Lord Jesus Christ healing a man who was demon-possessed. And as the Bible describes what this demon-possessed uh, man was suffering from, it describes that he was suffering from two things, in another translation, three things. And those things are, he was being blind and he was being mute. And another incident, they speak of another man who was demon-possessed, a young boy who was demon-possessed, whose father came to the Lord Jesus Christ and he told him that my son is being, is being tormented by a demon. And many times that led him to cast himself into fire and to cast himself into the water. And in all cases, the Lord Jesus Christ, he healed those demon-possessed people and he restored to them three things. Restored to them their mind, he restored to them their sight, and he restored to them their speech. And today I want to speak with you a little bit about those three things that when a person is not necessarily demon-possessed, but when a person is being led by sin, sin may have in, in that person, uh, or in that person may affect those three aspects, may affect his mind and leads him into madness, crazy, yani, becomes crazy. It may affect his sight, and cause him to be blinded, and it may affect his speech and cause him to not be able to speak or, or hear. Uh, as we study in, in the history of some of uh, the, the great leaders, and I want to say great because they are great in the, if, if we look at them in the, from the sense of their army tactics or their leadership of certain countries or sometimes can also be referred as dictatorship, we see that sadly a lot of times this, this leadership had led them into pride and pride had led them into falling into sin and falling into sin has led them to madness. So we hear, for example, of somebody like Napoleon Bonaparte who kills his own child. We hear of somebody like Saddam Hussein, who kills his own siblings and children-in-law or sons-in-law. sons, sons -in -law. We hear of somebody like King Herod, whom when he heard of the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is going to become the, eventually the new king of Israel, in the spiritual sense, not in the earthly sense, he went to the extent of not just killing one child or two children, but killing all the children in Bethlehem from the age of two years old and under. We hear, we hear uh, often in the Old Testament of the Pharaoh of Egypt, who when he feared that the children of the Israelites are going to the, multiply and, and grow and be a mighty nation within his nation, he decided that every boy 
for every male child of the Israelites be cast into the river Nile so that he may be devoured by whatever, either alligators or crocodiles or whether they would just simply drown. All of these things that we look at and we, we see them as acts of madness. Yani, had somebody whom being so much in, uh, in, engulfed in his or in his sin and in, uh, in being taken so much by his pride has led him to do acts that we look at and we say, well, this is such a mad act, crazy act. Sin leads people often to do that which does not make any sense. Now we can sit here and we can judge that all, all we want, يعني. and we can, we can look at these people and say, oh, they're just crazy. But you know what? St. Anthony said something very interesting. St. Anthony says that in the last days, the world will grow mad. The world basically will, will become crazy. And they will look at us as the children of God, will look at us as Christian, and they will tell us, why are you mad? Why are you mad? They will look at us as if we are the crazy ones. And if you look around you and what is happening in the world, this is indeed what is happening right now. If you are to stand up and to condemn or to speak against any of those things which the Bible stands very clear on, People will look at you and they will, they will charge you or they will condemn you of being racist, being sexist, being, you know, whatever, or anti this or anti this. Because again, the world has gone mad and has gone to accept that which is in the eyes of God, unacceptable. That which is, and even in the, if, if we go back to just simple basic logic, that which is flat out mad or crazy or wrong. So we don't, we don't want to, I don't want to dwell in these controversial topics all the time because a lot of times when we speak about it, you know, the, we, we, get, we, we may get into arguments or debates, but I just want to take it to even a simpler level and to talk about my own personal life. What am I doing to my physical body? What am I doing to my spiritual being? Am I harming it? Because we look at this demon-possessed young child whom oftentimes had thrown himself into the fire and often thrown himself into the water. Well, when we walk into the path of sin, aren't we throwing ourselves into the fire? When I come to defile my body with any impure act, am I not throwing myself into the fire? Am I not drowning myself in the water? When, when I go and I start abusing substances, whatever it is, be alcohol or drugs or, or cigarettes or, or vaping now, sadly, is becoming a very common thing, especially among the youth, especially among the young youth.
Okay, when I am doing these things, am I not throwing myself into the fire? Am I not throwing myself into the water? And by the way, I wanna use this opportunity and say something on the side, and I hope you take this serious and you share it with everyone. We're starting to see a new trend in the church here, and that is people vaping and smoking in the church's parking lot, okay? So I want you to be reminded of something really important. This is a holy land, okay? This four acre piece of land that we're standing in, this all is a holy land. Just like when Moses appeared to the, God appeared to Moses in the burning bush, and he told them, take off your sandals because the place that you're in is holy. Often people think that holy means only in the church or only in the altar. This whole entire place is consecrated for God. So they used to teach us, I remember one time when I was little and I was sick and I was going to a trip with the church to the monastery. And I was coughing and I had some phlegm in my throat. So we had just got into the monastery and as soon as I got out of the bus, I spat on the ground, okay? And then I remember one of the Sunday school servants that accompanied me in that trip, he came to me and says, how can you spit on a ground that has been trotted by the feet of saints? This whole entire desert is holy, you can spit here. And I thought that was really weird because it was like the whole desert. Okay? <laughs> he said, no, this whole desert is holy. You can't spit here, okay? So he gave me some tissue and he just he said, let's use that. So that is constant. This is something that we need to constantly remind ourselves of. So please, please, this is a no smoking premises, okay? So nobody thinks of smoking or vaping or anything outside in the parking lot. And if you see somebody doing so, please go tell him. Uh, Abuna announced, you know, this is not permitted here, okay? And we'll make sure eventually to put some posts uh, outside. Point is that I want to go back and say, what has sin led you to do? Has sin led you to lose your mind and become mad that often you throw yourself into the water and often you throw yourself into the fire? Look and says, Abuna, you're kind of exaggerating it a little bit. You know, this is يعني, something small here. There is not really going to impact me. Well, this is how this is this is, this is how the Bible describes it. You are the temple you are of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God dwells in you. So first thing, sin leads us to madness, which leads us basically to harming our harming our bodies, harming. Our, our spirits and do that, which is uh, which is not it's not right in the sight of God. The next act that we see here is this man that they brought to the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible also says of him that he was blind. He was blinded. He was blinded from being able to see the truth and being able to see things for what they are. The Old Testament, Balak, the king of Moab. He was going into war with the Israelites and he heard of a prophet named Balaam, the son of Baal. And he, this, this prophet, 
he oftentimes was hired by people to either bless or curse them. So he went and he sent messengers to Balaam and he told them, I want you to come down and I want you to curse the army of the Israelites. Initially, Balaam refused once and twice, but when he was being enticed by, the, by, by, by what he was being offered, he decided to get into his donkey and then to start going down the hill so he can go and curse the army of the Israelites. On the way going down, the Lord has sent an angel with a sword, a fiery sword, who was getting ready to strike Balaam for even thinking to go down, even though he didn't do it or couldn't do it, but even thinking of going down and cursing the army of God's chosen people. And then as he was going down his donkey, his obedient donkey, suddenly he turned off from the road and he started walking into the field. So Balaam struck the donkey so he can, you know, go back to the road. And then the donkey didn't listen to him. And then he even went further away until he smashed Balaam's foot against the wall. And then he, he hit the donkey again, and then the donkey turned to Balaam, and all of a sudden, God opened the mouth of the donkey. And the donkey spoke to Balaam, and he told him, have I not served you all these years? Have I not, have I ever disobeyed you? I am turning around or away because there is an angel standing with a sword getting ready to strike you. You know what the sad thing is? The sad thing is that the donkey saw the angel with the sword, but Balaam, who is supposedly a prophet, did not see that. He did not see that. Why? Because all that he saw is the money or the wage that was awaiting for him. Oftentimes, sin is very clear and the path of the sin is very clear and the destination of that path is very clear. But when the devil blinds us, we don't see any of that. All that we see is the momentary pleasure that we will get from that. People oftentimes cheat all the time. They cheat in everything. People cheat in their taxes. People cheat in their work, people cheat in everything. And all that they see is the momentary gain that when I do that, I'm going to save myself a couple of thousands of dollars. But do I know that those few thousands that I'm going to save or whatever, what will I pay for this? Because you pay for everything. There's nothing free. Okay? And there are certain things that we would have to pay for. Some suffering here on earth. And there are many things that we will pay for them suffering eternity. I would honestly much rather pay here on earth. Okay? If I have to suffer financially here, if I have to suffer in any other form, shape or form here, I would much rather do that than I end up suffering eternally in, in hellfire. So Balaam was going down, his donkey saw that which he did not see. Rabshaki, who was the army leader of Sanharib, when he went and he surrounded 
the walls of Jerusalem, he sent a message to Hezekiah the king, and he told him, where is this God whom you are relying on? Where are the gods of all of the other nations that couldn't even stand in front of me? What Rabshaki didn't see and what did he not know is that just one angel of the army of the Lord whom he mocked is sufficient to strike a hundred and a hundred ten, tens of thousands of the army of his of his people in just one night. But he didn't see that. He did not see that. All that he saw is how mighty and how powerful he is. And this is why when we look at this example, we say, where did they all go? We speak of Napoleon Bonaparte. We speak of Hitler. And we speak of Herod. And we speak of Saddam Hussein. And we speak all of these things, people whom may have been great army leaders, may have been great rulers in their nation at their time. But sin has turned them mad. Sin has turned them blind. So, so, so I pray that when we are looking at these miracles, a miracle of the Lord Jesus Christ casting out a demon from a man that is demon-possessed, say, oh, thank God, I'm not demon-possessed or anything. Well, no, I am not demon-possessed, but I am being led often by the devil to throw myself into fire and to throw myself into water I am being led by the devil, which oftentimes makes me blind from seeing the truth of the sin or the truth of what, of what I am doing. May God who healed the man who was blind, who was mute, who was mad, may he hear us all, heal us all from our, from our sins and open our eyes and enlighten our minds. Glory be to him forever. Amen.